This is Be Your Own Hero, a Flow Athletic Podcast. Welcome to Be Your Own Hero, a Flow Athletic Podcast. I'm Ben Lucas. I'm here with Batlow's finest, Kate Kendall. We are blessed to have an incredible guest today, Sally Obermeter. She's currently the co-host of Channel 7's afternoon show, The Daily Edition, and she runs her own fashion and lifestyle blog, Swish, with her sister Maha as well. Sally, thanks for being here. Thanks, guys, for having me. That was quite the intro. I was getting ready for like, this is your life. It's very gentle and soothing. It makes you want to lean in. Yeah, I am leaning in. (laughs) Sally, thank you again for being here. But I've got to say, I actually find you incredibly inspiring. Yeah, seriously, we were blessed to have you as a, a guest for one of our 30 Days Cleans a couple of years ago. And uh, my wife was previously in the TV industry and she knew you well. And, uh, she's a great girl, your wife, by the way. Uh, she, she's, she's all right, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's how incredibly successful you are on TV. And I thought that, you know, you're obviously incredibly beautiful and charismatic and it must have been a pretty easy rise for you on TV, but you told us your story of how you got there and I thought that was quite incredible. Could you share that? Yeah. With our guests? So I was um I basically when I finished school, I went to uni. That was kind of what you did. You know, my parents were both accountants. I always wanted to work in TV or I wanted to be a fashion stylist. So the kind of two things I wanted to do. My parents were like, they both sound like not real jobs and I don't think that's a very good idea. And what would be a much better idea is if you became an accountant like us. And I was like, yes, that sounds like a terrific idea. So off I went um, to uni, did accounting and um, finished, went, ended up working in banking and I was basically in um, banking and finance for like 10 years. And at 30, I was just like, I I don't, I don't really love it anymore. You know, like I'd always, it was always fine, but it was never like, never kind of really set my heart on fire. And at 30, I thought, you know what, I really want to work in TV. And I said to Marcus, my husband, I was like, you know what, I really think I should try and get a job in TV. And he was like, Okay. Here um, go. Interesting. <laughs> okay, you're 30. And he, but to his credit, he was like, you know what, you never want to die wondering. And I was like, okay, great. So literally I left my job. I, at that point, it was crazy because it's like I had built up, um, you know, 10 years in the industry. You've got contacts, you've got status, you've got a great title, you're earning good money. You're kind of at the peak of like where you need to go. And I just literally just walked out the door and to, to nothing, to like I had no contacts in TV. I didn't know anyone. I hadn't studied journalism. I, I, had, I had no idea where to even begin, but I just thought, well, I don't care. I'll just start and I, I think I might have this is before Google I might have looked through like the yellow pages or the white pages like is this so how old it is um for like a tv presenting course or whatever anyway I found something and I kind of just started I did this course that I paid thousands of dollars for that was totally useless but it, it kind of the point is more that I just started hunting I, it was old school hunting where you didn't it wasn't everything kind of wasn't at your fingertips like it is now I did that course. I set up a little camera in my um, lounge room at home and this is before we all had cameras on our phones, you know, so I spent heaps of money even though I wasn't earning any money to set up this video camera in my lounge room and I would practice like what I thought was like a TV, you know, um, news kind of person, how they would, you know, um, present the news or whatever and I would practice and practice. I went and did journalism and I just kind of 
did whatever I could. But the thing, there's two things that I did as well. One is that obviously bills don't stop just because you're chasing your dream. You know, yes, Marcus was working, but we didn't have enough money to get by. We both needed to work. So I went and thought I loved personal training. I had been through a big um, kind of weight loss battle kind of many years before and I'd ended up with a personal trainer and it was one of the best experiences of my life. So I was like, do you know what? I might become a personal trainer because that's something that I could do where you can kind of sort of, sort of quasi choose your own hours and then, um, you know, still work on TV presenting. So I went, did all of my um, qualifications and then set up a personal training business which is no kind of small feat for a plan b you know like yeah. it was really hard because it's like you're putting a lot of effort into something that isn't actually your main goal you know but you have to pay bills you have to get by and I remember um one of the things I had to do for um to get my certification was I had to get up at a number of hours in this gym and I remember I was like got up at like four because the gym opened at four thirty, and I had to put the chlorine in the pool and clean the toilets and whatever and my mum would be saying to me, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Like, what are you even doing? You've got two degrees. And I was like, I know. So I got there at 4.30 and cleaned the toilets. And she's like, oh, this is the worst <laughs> thing ever. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't care. You know, it's like it's all for me. I kind of always had my eye on, on what it was that I wanted. And I was like, I wasn't sure how to get there. But I was like, I can only map out the next step. I don't have to map out the next 10 steps, just the next one step and then I'll work it out when I get there. And I was pretty kind of um, tunnel vision about it. I was very, I was actually very tunnel vision about it and I was very good at blinkering off what anyone said, which was a lot of like, you're crazy and it will never happen. And I just got really kind of um, just really focused and I found a, a TV show where I, which I thought was my lucky break. Um, it was a TV show on um, community TV that no one ever watched that had no editing and no, um, like you would bring your own guests. So like basically everyone in my family has at one point been a guest on this show because like they have no guests, like it's so sad. Um, but it was a good learning curve, you know, and so I went from there, I did that for like a few years and this is all like unpaid, you know, so I did that. I went to another community TV show also for a few years. I did basically three years of unpaid whatever courses I got a voice coach I just whatever I could while I did this personal training business and then I um, asked for a week's work experience at the great outdoors back when that was on and that was actually kind of really my foot in the door I stayed there for a week. After that, I went for a week to Sydney Weekender, which is like a travel show in New South Wales. And I loved it when I got there. And I basically said, listen, I will stay here the rest of my life. Even if you don't pay me, I will just stay. And I did. I stayed for a whole year. I worked five days a week, um, you know, nine to five without getting paid. Wow. I would train my clients in the morning. I would train from five until nine. And then I would go to work and then I would finish work at five, drive back to the gym and train clients from six to 10. And I did that for years until I eventually someone said, we should probably pay you. <laughs> so how many years are we talking? Like um, three and a half years, three and a half years. From giving up your job in um, to finance. Fi yes, to, to finally getting a job. Um, they paid me to be a researcher. So, and I couldn't actually still let go of my personal training because I wasn't earning enough, you know, a researcher at that point, particularly on a show like that, did not earn enough, you know, with very, you know, underpaid for the amount of work. But I was like, I don't care. It's not about the money. It's about how much I'm going to learn. And I'll learn so much more here than I will if I'm sitting at home waiting for like some big break where I'm going to 
be discovered because no one's going to discover me in my lounge room. So I turned up every day, you know, um, and it was amazing. It was the, it's, it's funny because it's you have to really – in those periods where there is no money and you're thinking, why am why am I actually offering my – like I literally worked for one year as a free employee for a year but it was the best thing I ever did because I was like, well, I'm learning so much. Like in a way, I remember saying to Al, my boss, I'll pay you. If it's a problem for me to be here, I will actually pay you <laughs> because I can't learn what I'm learning here anywhere else. This is – you are doing me a favour, you know. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, that's what our little show is all about. It's goal setting, motivation, inspiration, which you have it in buckets. But so – what did you say to yourself when that alarm went off at 4am? Oh, it's funny because I think um, in winter a lot of swear words were said. There was no question <laughs> about that. Personal training in winter is not pleasant. Um, but it, I think because I knew it was it – was, I was a step closer. I was always a step closer. And for me, I was like, I don't care how hard this is. That's the only thing that's going to differentiate me from the next person, how hard you're prepared to work. You know, my sister Maha and I have this, um, we always talk about the nightclub analogy, you know, where anything you want in life, you have to kind of wait your turn. But you don't give up because if you, you remember in the old days when you used to line up for a nightclub and then people would go, oh, I can't be bothered waiting and they would leave and so you would move up in the line and then and it was great when like four people left in front of you because you're like, oh, mate, I'm getting in there so quick now. Like I'm really moving up fast and we often talk about that because it's like, well, if you just don't leave the line, you, you'll get there, you know. So it's like that whole thing. It's like and we talk about it a lot and we've talked about it many times over the years, you know, in terms of the business, in terms of when I was getting, trying to get into TV, you know, um, cancer treatment, everything. It's like you just don't quit. You can't leave. Don't leave the line and eventually you'll get to the front, you know, but you have to work hard. You know, you can't just stand around waiting. I think that's a really good um, lesson to give young men, women, or any age really, anyone who's left their job at 40, for example. Um, sometimes it can look from the outside that it's been an overnight success and that person's so lucky because, like you said before, they just made it. But no, no one is ever an overnight success. Like everyone has been working to some degree on what they're doing and their craft for, for, for a long time. Like Tara Styles is Benny knows this. She's a yogi from America and yep. she's done really, really well for bringing yoga to the masses in America and, and simplifying it to make it accessible. You know, it looked like she turned into this overnight success, but really she'd been working for 10 years and, Go. you know, her own little yoga yoga um, YouTube channel and just chipping away so I think yes. that you know I still feel like today the younger generation not picking on you yeah but it doesn't happen straight away like there's still something to be said for um, hard work persistence but also what's your why like remembering why right. you're doing it so agree it's funny we sometimes um, I, I noticed two things with the younger generation again not picking on you but more well you know I have Annabelle right so um, Annabelle is almost six and I the traits that I see in like what I call the younger generation like 20 to 25 I sort of see in her now as well 
And it's in, and I'm, I'm very conscious of it because I don't want her to have these qualities of like, because everything comes so quickly now, right? And it's almost like the best of what they have at their hands is also makes, it produces the worst qualities where there's, you don't have to wait for anything. You literally yeah. don't. It's like fast food, fast fashion, fast information. Everything just comes. Fast so love. Fast life, yeah. So love, when you do love. have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have to wait for something, you get frustrated. You haven't learned the art of patience. You haven't learned how to um, be in something for the long haul, you know, and I think that's important because technically nothing comes really, things that are of value, they don't come quickly. And that's why often I think they can feel like uh, failures when they get into the uh, workforce initially because like why isn't this happening for me? Yes, and frustrated. And frustrated, you know, and they're frustrated, I think, with how they're getting managed because they feel like they're not getting managed in a way that gives them, um, you know, they're not climbing up fast enough, but it's like that you have to wait. So you haven't learned anything yeah. yet. You're, you're, you've been in the job like literally three months. There's no, it's not ready for a promotion, you know? Not so with the uni thing. Like I feel like, you know, I studied media and cultural studies at, at university, but I never feel like it really went to waste. You know, like your mum's crying, you've got these two degrees. I bet you never you've- goes. You've used them in some uh, oh. way or another. You've used the connections that you made or the Correct. skills, right? Always, 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 always. And it's funny, you know, in the business, so at Swish, Maha and I are from two very different backgrounds. I'm obviously from um, a more finance. She's from a previously HR background, but also in banking. And both of our skills have come into use so much. And I always say to people when they want to start a business, it's like, it doesn't matter what you did before, it will help you. I promise you. It life experience, that that that's what you need. You know what I mean? So nothing is ever wasted. Nothing. Ever, ever, ever. You know? It all forms a part of who you are, your decision making, your judgment. It's great. And can also really clarify what you don't want to do as well. Correct. Now, <laughs> now since then, obviously busting your ass to get into TV, you've had an amazing career since then and you've interviewed some incredible people yeah what would you say who are some of the the better interviews and and why it's oh god i have done i think probably like maybe like 200 celebrity interviews like i've done angelina i did mark Wahlberg, rihanna i mean i the list goes on and on probably i think my favorites um definitely hugh jackman and i and i i often think you know hugh jackman i think is someone who he would be the same person even if he's a postman. He's such an amazing person. He like looks you in the eye. He's totally listening. doesn't matter that there's a million things happening. He's to- he's tuned out from all of those things. He's so present. It actually is slightly unnerving because we're not used to people being that present, right? Especially not the celebrity, right? Like they get to be distracted and look over the- your shoulder and kind of not care. No, 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 not you totally in the moment he's totally listening he's totally answering the question and it's amazing and it reminds you that actually celebrity or not that's what you really want to be as a person so that I remember walking away and going wow like that's rare full stop you know um who else did I really love um, I, I I really loved um, Mark Wahlberg. I thought he was really funny. I thought he was very like super like right into his family, really kind of um, like a great dad. You could see he spoke about the kids, like he loved them. He loved, like he's just like a, like a top guy. 
good looking. Not not gonna lie. <laughs> I like Michael. Yeah, he was pretty good. And then there's all the people then that you kind of go, well, that's what not to do. Like Rihanna turning up eight hours late and stuff like that. It's like you know what? Like it's not cool. You know, like. I know you're a big star, but like seriously, eight hours, like come on, you know. So, yeah, it's funny. It's a, it's a fun job because it shows you, um, you know, kind of the best and worst of people and it also reminds you that sometimes when you get to be in a position where you get to do a lot of interviews, n- what not to do, where don't be bored just because everyone asks the same question. That's there are everyone's asking the same question because it's something that's of interest. So don't 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 gloss over those answers and be like, oh, you're asking me about this again. Like, oh, I've done like, you know, it's like you're never too big to have the privilege to be speaking about your life. You know, you're blessed. And uh, you know, another incredibly inspiring thing outside of your career is that you've faced and overcome some amazing health challenges yeah. uh, over the time too. And you just keep on, you keep on going, you keep challenging, you're just such an amazing human. Oh, Do you want to thanks, tell God. us about that? I mean, I don't feel like I did anything kind of special or different to anyone else. I had um, cancer, I was diagnosed with cancer the day before Annabelle was born, so about five Bit, bit over five years ago now, um, you know, I had a pretty amazing routine pregnancy. I was pretty healthy and happy and felt fine and happened to go to my doctor and just happened to mention a lump in my breast and then he sent me off to have it checked and it turned out it was like stage three. It was a massive tumour. It was maybe the size of a tennis ball and it was quite advanced and quite aggressive. So literally they made me go into hospital the next day, have Annabelle and before the week was over, I was in chemo. So it was uh, kind of, I think for me, the the hard part, well, all of it was hard, but like the hard, the biggest part was that I had waited so long to have a baby and I'd been trying to have a baby for like six or seven years. And so then to have this as my experience where, you know, literally, I mean, I remember one day, maybe like day five, a friend of mine rang me and said, call me if you need me to help you work out how to use the pram. And I was like, oh, I've, I've, I've worked out how to use the pram because I've taken Annabelle with me to have like three CAT scans, two MRIs, one chemo session, you know, like it's like I'm beyond like how do I use the pram to get some milk, you know. <laughs> and it was a, it was it's confronting and it's hard and, you know, you really notice when you're sick how the world goes on without you. You know, I would remember – um, you know, it's funny because for me, Oxford Street, because I used to come, I used to walk this street for um, to get to the hospital for my radiation and you really notice the seasons go by in a way that you don't notice, I think, when you're healthy. When you're healthy, it's like, hey, it's winter, it's spring, it's summer. When you're sick, it's like everything kind of slows down a lot. You really, you, you go, I wonder if this is the last winter I'll ever see. That's that's actually quite confronting. Or you, People say, hey, next summer we're all going to Greece. Do you think, oh, I might, I might not be here next summer. Like you hear things that you you are suddenly not a part of the world anymore and it's it's really tough and it's tough every day um but in a way it's like you're more awake you're more alert this could be the last season correct and you really get an appreciation for how blessed you are to be alive how blessed you are if you survive that you will make it you know like you really and that stays with you like I think in a way it's hard it's a perspective that I don't know that I could have gotten to that extent without something like that. You know, I was always very grateful before, but you're 
you're grateful and then you're upset because something hasn't gone your way. You're grateful, but then like five minutes later, like, oh, why haven't I got that parking spot or whatever, you know, just the, the trivialities of life. But then when you go through something like that, it's funny because actually not much shakes you anymore. You're like, yeah, yeah, oh, well. Oh, well, you know, because how yeah. can anything ever compare? You know, nothing ever, you know, someone will get upset about something and you're like, hey, it's not that bad. Like there's worse, you know, and even you've seen worse, things don't bother you. So you yep. feel like you've taken that really into totally today as well. I've to- I st- it's funny, I still have it five years on. I still very much like sometimes, you know, um, when I get stressed about, um, you know, the, the online store, like I said, I'm, like, oh, I'm a bit worried. Like, what if we've got the wrong stock or what if people don't like what we've chosen or whatever? And then she goes, yeah, this is a disaster. And then I go, oh, actually, it's not a disaster. Don't worry. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Rewind. Don't worry. It's all fine. You know, they like it. They don't like it. We did our best. That's all we could do. You know, it's it's not, you know, you realise it's not everything. Mm. And being a mum, um, you know, did you ever think, you know, before before having your first baby, did you think, oh, this is really going to affect my career in some yes. way? It's going to make yes. me slow down. <laughs> and how do you feel about it now? Has what you know, obviously your priorities probably shifted. Yeah. But has it also yeah. made your business thrive in other yeah. ways? Yeah, it's funny. I remember um, going on my maternity leaves so at this point. I didn't know. Obviously, I was sick, and I loved the job I was in. This is when I was the entertainment reporter at Today Tonight. And it was my farewell and I was crying (laughs) and I remember thinking, oh, these poor people must be thinking that poor baby coming to a mother who's crying about her maternity leave. But I I was crying not because obviously not because I didn't want to go and have a baby because I had been trying for so long. But I really loved, I really loved that job. I really, you know, the, the kind of all the years of trying to um, get into TV and all my years of being in the jobs before this job, this it was like I had found the job for me. I could not have possibly loved that job anymore. And, and I was really worried. I was. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen when I come back. I might not have my job, even though technically I still had my job. But I was like oh, I don't know, like maybe they won't want me and how on earth am I going to juggle that with a baby and how will I make sure that the baby gets what it needs but how will I make sure that my boss is still happy and all that kind of stuff. And I was really, yeah, I was anxious. I was really anxious. I remember talking about how much maternity leave I would have and saying, oh, it'll only take six months. And I remember saying to, I think it was to my boss, but look, don't worry, it's over the non-ratings period, so that'll be really good. And it's funny now I look back and think, oh, my God, what a ridiculous concept. But sometimes you need those shake-ups, right, to make you go, what on earth? That's crazy. Like ratings period, non-ratings period, are you having a baby? Like that's what's awesome in this scenario, you know, not that you're gone over non-ratings. Um but it was from a place of fear, no question. It was from a place of fear because I had finally found something that I loved so much I was afraid that if I didn't hold on really tight that, it, you know, it would it would disappear. But funny how the universe makes things happen anyway, right? You know, you, and it just goes to show you actually don't have as much control as you think you have. And 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 it's a good lesson to not cling. It's the a great lesson. The more you let lesson. go, the more you get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not easy though. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you've alluded to it a few times, but tell us about your your online empire, Swish. Oh, empire, empire could be a stretch. <laughs> um, so we have so about five years ago we set up the website Swish. So for us, it's kind of um, it's all about lux for less. How to have an amazing life at at any price. You know, for us, it's all about how can you look good and feel good. What's you know, what do you need to know about health? What do you need to know about fashion? About beauty, and 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 make it accessible. You know, it's not sort of like oh, we're showing you how to have things that cost millions of dollars it's all affordable it's all about how to have an a, a lifestyle that's that's happy that's easy that's simple that's but still wonderful um and then about two years ago we set up the online store so we do fashion um homewares we do accessories and about a year ago we launched into health products so we have a super green superfood powder um, now. We're working on a kids powder, which will be out shortly. And we have um, frozen smoothies, which we sell in Coles and Woolies. So like a ready-to-blend frozen smoothie, obviously off the back of um, all that post-chemo, I came into smoothies and became obsessed. <laughs> so you did this in all your spare time. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll always get an email from me at like, you know, 12, 14 a.m. Hey, Benny, I'm um, just replying <laughs> now because <laughs> I like to this sort of window of like, you know, after the girls have gone to bed, like the eight to midnight window, that's my sweet spot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and being the Be Your Own Hero uh, podcast, who are or have been or still are some of your heroes? Um. No question, Marcus, my husband, definitely. He is um, – I'm actually um, having a – he doesn't know. It's so good because not on social media, so he has no idea. So it's so awesome. So I'm having this like just because you're awesome party for him that he doesn't know. It's like a surprise, right? Aww. Yeah, because it's like oh, – I, I know. <laughs> like it's sort of like a no reason party just because I want him to know he's awesome, you know, and, and I think – yeah, oh, I totally am. <laughs> isn't it? Lucky so he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, he doesn't listen. <laughs> but isn't that the best reason? Like, because I think you know, I feel like he. Uh, I mean, no question, he's obviously supported me. You know, in terms of getting into my career, but obviously being sick and um, you know, and building the business and all that kind of stuff. And he's always, he's just a yep, go for it. You know, he's helping Maha and I now in the business. And he said to us the other day, you know, all I really want is just to help you guys succeed and turn this business into whatever you want. We're both like, oh, my God. So he's definitely, um, he's definitely amazing. My sister's bloody amazing um, as well. I think she's definitely, you know, she's definitely my best friend, but she is also a hero to me, you know. She's just an awesome person. She's kind. She's compassionate. She's also kind of fierce and a bit scary so it's sort of that 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 great blend I feel really lucky but I think you know like um it's funny because we used to say a lot you know it's your job to be your own cheerleader that's what I call it you know because if you stand around waiting for everyone else to say hey you're great you can do it you might be waiting a long time you know and I think it's so important sometimes you know if people say to me like you've really inspired me it's like well I hope I've only inspired you enough that you've now found it within yourself because like I haven't actually done anything amazing. Like I have had actually quite a routine run of the mill life. You know, I have a job, I have children, I had cancer. These are all kind of semi-normal things, you know, everyone has had or has either has a job or had, a, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's nothing, you know, I didn't cure cancer. I didn't, you know, save the planet from anything. Um, if I've shown you that by my strength that you have that strength inside you, then that's really all I want. It's, it's in you, you know, everyone's got it beautiful well i think we can finish with our lightning round favorite books 
Kill a Mockingbird and If You Have to Cry, Go Outside by Kelly Catrone. Because <laughs> okay. I'm a big crier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any morning routines, habits, rituals? I always make a smoothie. I always check Instagram. It's the worst quality. I'm trying to like take myself away from it because I literally, my first thing is I reach for my phone and I check my emails and Instagram. It's appalling, appalling first habit. Um, that's They're probably my two things and, and kissing the girls to the point that they're saying, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Advice on love. Oh, um, do you know what? Be open to it, but be kind. Be kind, be kind, be kind. I think sometimes we're too tough on the people that we love unnecessarily. You know, I think sometimes we're hardest on them than we are on the other people around us. I would just say be kind and also grow grow with the changes in your relationship because the person the other person will change, you will change, and the best thing you can do is allow the person to change and not force them to stay in the box that they were in when you met. Like, oh, when we met, you were so-and-so. So that's what I expect from you now the rest of your life. Allow them to change and, and accept that because that's – you'll both be happy that way. One last question. This is the one that you love. Uh, advice you'd give to your 16-year-old self. Oh, <laughs> I tell you, I would say stop being so mean to yourself. Oh, my God. you say sister. <laughs> <laughs> I was nicer to her, I think, than I was to myself. <laughs> the inner dialogue. Oh, so mean, so mean, so mean, you know, and and I'm con- and it's funny, I'm conscious of it even now. You know, sometimes, you know, I say, you know, be kind to yourself. But, I, you know, I think the kindest period ever was like when I was um, sick because you're obviously going through something so bad so you're very kind to yourself. But the further and further I've come away from it, I've noticed that inner dialogue gets harsher and harsher and harsher. And it's fine to have, you know, tough talk. That's all great. Helps you kind of get off your ass and do stuff. But also it's just too mean sometimes. Like you would never say the things that you would say to someone else. You would say to yourself, like it's so slack, you know. And I would definitely say to the old me and, and the current me, don't be so mean. Advice on that. Someone once told me, and it helped me a lot, to separate the voice. Give the voice a name. Mine's Vicky. Vicky, I know you're being a little harsh at the moment. You're only doing it to protect me. Thank you, but I don't need you today. Unreal. So I heard you talking to Vicky in the office. (laughs) I thought thought you were on the phone. (laughs) You're like, gee, that Vicky calls a lot. (laughs) She's a real bitch at Vicky. (laughs) She does. That is great advice. Unreal. (laughs) Vicky, have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. so much for joining thank us you today. Guys. Thank I you really for appreciate being it. on Be Your Own Hero. You're one of our heroes. Oh, thank thanks, you so guys. Much. Love you guys. Subscribe to Be Your Own Hero on iTunes and find out more from Ben and Kate at flowathletic.com.au.